typically talk to CISOs and other security leaders to get their advice and recommendations for those wanting to break into cybersecurity. But today we are getting a new perspective. We are joined by Lauren Campanera, who just is starting her career in cybersecurity. Lauren actually works with me at ThreatX as a SOC analyst. Welcome, Lauren. How are you this morning? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Had a great weekend. We had some nice weather in New England, so it was uh, it's a great, great weekend. So I hope you had the same. I did. Awesome. So, well, thanks for uh, agreeing to be a guest. And you know, when you and I did your onboarding conversation, you told me a little bit of how you got into cybersecurity. Myself and others thought it'd be a great episode. So we're really excited to record this episode with you. I'm excited too. Awesome. So I know you had a significant kind of career pivot to come into cybersecurity. So maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about your story. Sure. Yeah. Um, Growing up, I wasn't really in an environment where having a career was prioritized. And as an 18-year-old, I did not put too much thought into my career path, honestly. I've always been a very creative person. And since I was interested in doing hair and makeup, I decided to go to cosmetology school and learn a trade because I knew that I'd have job security in that field. And that was really the most important thing to me at the time. I spent about 12 years working as a cosmetologist and I was just never satisfied. Don't get me wrong. You know, I did love my clients and making people feel good and about themselves. I just didn't feel as passionate about it anymore mostly because it's such a physically demanding job. I started to think about my future more in 2017, and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to stand behind a chair for the rest of my life. So my partner, Alex, actually helped me realize that I could go back to school and I didn't have to stay in a career that you know made me unhappy and I could do something new. So I looked at some career options and I made the decision to go to college within about a week or so. I remember it happening very quickly. (laughs) I just went for it. I just pulled the trigger, you know. I enrolled at Champlain College for their fully remote online program, originally actually as a digital forensics major. But I realized very early on that cybersecurity appealed to me more. And a lot of the courses in that curriculum actually overlapped with forensics anyway. So I decided to make the switch. And when I was researching cybersecurity, I did notice that there was a shortage in female employees. And I honestly thought that I could use that to my advantage to help me stand out after graduation. Yeah, well thought out. Such a great story because many people, as they get into career, you you sound like you're 12 years into your career, you kind of think, well, that's it. You know, I I made the wrong choice, but that's it. I got to keep going. And I think of my mother, I think I've told some of the story before on the podcast, but my one of four kids and uh, my mother, when I was in first grade, decided she was going to go back to school, become a nurse. So she had no uh, advanced training, no college education, and she decided to become a nurse in the middle of studying for that and uh, going back to school. I think she was one year into a two-year program. She became pregnant with my younger brother. And my dad, who was very supportive, said, well, that's too bad. You'll have to quit. My mom's like, I'm not quitting. (laughs) And uh, you ended up going to school and becoming a nurse after that. And then she basically went to school for the better part of my life. You didn't need an associate's degree to start. So she started as an LPN. Then she got her associate's degree. Then she got her bachelor's degree. Then she became an RN and eventually got her master's in nursing. She was doing that while having four kids at home and working full time. And I think your story uh, was very similar to my mom's story. It really inspired me. And I just think it's uh, 
So, uh, you know, all inspiring to see somebody just take that chance. Uh, yeah. That in a week, you're like, okay, I'm going to stop what I've been doing for 12 years and I'm going to go to college. Yeah, it's really unbelievable when I think back to it. I just did it, you know, it just was like, you know, there's no better time, I guess, than to do it now. If I'm going to do it, I might as well just do it, right? Yeah, right, absolutely. Well, I know we at ThreadX are very glad you made the change. Thank um, you. I'd be happier with you. So <laughs> I guess when you think about this, we'll come back to my question, sure. what I was going to say. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what a SOC analyst does day in and day out? Sure. So for me right now at ThreadX, in our SOC pretty much involves just me really learning how to meet our customers' requests and still just training and settling into my position. I typically will write custom firewall rules or whitelist rules based on what the client needs. I'm absorbing as much information as I can. It's a fast-paced environment. And we're definitely a small team, and but I still look forward to every day because I know I'm going to be productive. I know I'm going to learn something new and make a difference, which is all I really wanted out of my new career. You know, I work really hard because I want to set myself up for success and also be a good team player and support the rest of my coworkers. And when I'm not training or working on customer tickets, I'm studying and I'm thinking about how can I add value to ThreadX in the long run. You know, I've been practicing Python every day to help me with everyday tasks. And I've been considering kind of leading in, leaning towards the data analysis side to give customers more insight into what we're providing them with our WAF solution. I also started a course on regular expressions so I can write better firewall rules. I'm constantly thinking about these types of goals and how I can help make our company be the best that it can be. Well, that's fantastic. So I think that, you know, one, you have massive amounts of initiative. I mean, (laughs) one big initiative to switch your career, uh, show that day in and day out. And then uh, David McLeod, he's actually on the current episode, the Cox Enterprises uh, CEO, he talks about curiosity and being learned to your drive to continuously be curious and to learn. So, and I think you're going to inspire me because I said in the beginning of the year that I was going to finish the Python course on Google, which I started and I was very good for the first couple of months and I've definitely stepped away from it. So you inspired me to get back. I, <laughs> that was, you can do it. <laughs> I literally, I was, I was, we're halfway through the year. So, uh, and I was looking at my goals and one of them was to finish this Python course so uh, you're inspiring me to get back to pushing uh, my capabilities. And I've told the engineers and the SOC team, don't worry, I'm not going to ask to be a part <laughs> of that or write any code, but I want to be uh, empathetic as opposed to sympathetic to some of the plights of, of learning uh, these things. Right. So you'd hit on something that you recognize, that is there aren't a lot of women in cybersecurity. And part of that reason is, uh, I'd say uh, that we haven't been the most welcoming or inclusive group. So what are your thoughts on how leaders like myself and other people that, that are in a position, to, what can we do to help welcome more um, women and people of diverse backgrounds to join the cybersecurity fight? I think doing exactly what you're doing, Gene, you know, giving the spotlight to me, a female who broke into cybersecurity with no computer experience at all, and giving me the opportunity to inspire other women and really anybody who might be interested in pursuing a career change onto this path. I think part of the problem is that a lot of women just don't consider it. I know with recent events, 
the topic of cybersecurity has become more prevalent. So that helps. But really, I think, you know, using the platform to get my story out there and speaking to female leaders in the industry, it can only help get more women in tech. And I'd hope that other leaders in the field would be more open to entry level career changers on their team after hearing my story. I'd say that it's time to do a little less gatekeeping in this field and invest in the people who really put in the work to be there. I don't think this industry necessarily realizes how valuable a career changer really is. You know, like they have life experience, they can approach problems more maturely, and they've already spent time in the workforce. Like there's a reason these individuals are making that change. Leaders should pay attention to that and seek that out because it is a huge accomplishment to completely change your entire life by switching your career. I do think that employers in general should listen, you know, and interview as many people as they can. Don't just base it off a resume or a gender, like listen to their story and understand what motivates them. And they'll be able to see very quickly the value that they can bring to the team. You know, whether they have experience or not, you need to be able to find someone who is a good fit culturally with your company and who can mesh well with your existing team. Totally. Uh, That's so well said. I get goosebumps as you (laughs) said all these things because it's so true. Bill Belichick, I think I've quoted to Bill Belichick, but maybe some other coach said it, but it's like, you can't teach speed. It's like, I can't teach you uh, curiosity. I can't teach you motivation. I can't teach you to be excited team player. Those are things that people have. Those are skills that transfer when you have those things. What an organization can do is they can put you in a position to learn Python and they can teach you about cybersecurity. Those things, it's an interesting because we often go the inverse. We look for those skills and then we underestimate or undervalue the life skills and you know the ability for somebody to be a team player and things like that. So I think you're spot on that, that we have to open the aperture, especially in an environment where there are so many open jobs. We can't wonder why there are so many open jobs when we say, okay, well, hey, I want somebody with 10 years of Python scripting experience and right. seven years of SOC experience and then wonder why I, we can't find a level one. Right. And that's the other problem too, right? You know, we have a shortage of senior level professionals as well. And you need those entry level people to get to that point. So have good documentation, like emphasize the importance of writing down procedures, you know, so you can train these new people and it'll be less stress on your team, have plans in place because the entry level people are the future of the company and the future of cybersecurity. Totally agree. They're just so well said on many, many fronts. So last question, what advice would you give somebody listening who is inspired by your story, wants to try to get into this field, but doesn't have a degree or any hands-on keyboard cybersecurity experience? Sure. I notice, you know, every day that I look on LinkedIn, it's so saturated, right, with how tough it is to land an entry-level position in this field. And I have to admit, you know, when I was seeing those types of posts and how discouraged others were about not being able to even get an interview right out of school, you know, and how difficult it was to find a job. And that had me really concerned when I was close to graduation. I think the key is that if you're going to do it, do it. Give it 100%. You know, whether you get a degree or you take a boot camp or you get any certifications, no matter what approach you take, you need to want it. I'm a perfect example of it being possible. If you work hard and you care, it'll pay off. Any employer who has the opportunity to speak to you will see that you care and you see that fire and want that on their team. 
it's not always going to be easy. You know, I had a tough time in school because I kept such high expectations on myself and I made a promise to myself that I'd maintain a 4.0 throughout my entire academic journey. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't cry at times (laughs) and have a breakdown or two here and there. I spent, you know, hours upon hours every day on the computer grinding. And then I'd stand behind a chair for cutting hair for seven or eight hours when I wasn't studying. And I had to do that for about half of my college journey. So I'm very lucky to have my partner who supported me throughout that process. So I would say making sure you have a really strong support system really goes a long way too. And this isn't a field where you can just coast. It's constantly changing and you need to keep learning. Like we were talking about, you know, be a self-starter. Don't wait for someone to tell you what to study. You know, caring about your personal and professional growth is so crucial. And it helped me get noticed and have my internship during my sophomore year of college. And I got hired within a month or so at my last job before finding my home with ThreadX now. When I graduated school, I probably applied to about 70 or 80 job postings, which isn't uncommon. You know, once the recruiters started to notice me, I got my first position almost immediately. So my biggest piece of advice is to give it 100% and take it at your own pace because everyone's circumstances are different. You know, people have kids and other obligations. Take it one step at a time and just do your best and you'll be rewarded in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I began to go back to my mom. My work ethic comes after both my parents. My mom was four kids at home, right? Back to school, working full time. And uh, there's possibilities for everybody if you're willing to take the risk and uh, you're willing to put in the time and the hours. And there's never a perfect time, right? There's four kids yep. at home and you say, yeah, my mom could wait, wait, wait. But same with you, like, yeah, let me give it another year of doing this. But you didn't and you took the initiative. So I hope all of our listeners uh, really take this one to heart. There's something for all of us to learn by your story and it's very inspiring. And for those that are thinking about getting into cybersecurity, it's possible. There's lots of people out there looking to help. Even if we can't help hire you, we're always trying to help people find jobs, uh, which is why we do this podcast. So, you know, reach out and let us know how we can help anybody out there. We're glad to do it. So, well, Lauren, thank you for being a guest on the Executive Security Podcast. I think it's another great episode. And I think our listeners learned a lot from what you've just talked about. So thank you very much uh, for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 